Welcome to Ministry IRL. I'm your host, Patrick Weed, and I'm super excited to explore with you what life can be like behind the scenes for those who are in ministry. Let's talk about what ministry is like in real life. So today I want to talk about something quite interesting and at times very controversial. Today I want to talk about tithing and what that means a little bit, what it means for people in ministry. Also hoping to give you a little bit of insight into what I've seen growing up around the world and different views and issues and um, different stories related to tithing. So I wanted to give you a little bit of a preface first. So for those that don't know, I've mentioned it probably at this point a few times. Um, I grew up as, grew up <laughs> as a missionary kid and lived most of my life in different countries. One of the countries I lived in the most was Kazakhstan. Lived there for about nine, almost 10 years. I uh, really feel like that was a big impact on my life. Um, got to really grow up there and went through a lot there. One of the big things for me too is got to spend a lot of time in ministry as well as be around ministry. Um, and mainly, really, that was the time in my life when I came to the Lord. So it had a pretty big impact on me. But when it came to tithing, it's interesting to look back because we start thinking about tithing and we'll start thinking about all of the normal practices that we have. Passing the basket around, turning in your tithe, 10%. Maybe that's about all you know. When I grew up, um, there, people who were coming to church were brand new believers and had no experience with church at all. We're in a country where the only church that existed was the uh, um, Russian Orthodox Church. And so as an evangelical family, um, the things that we did in church weren't normal to anybody. And I'm looking back on that and going, man, that had to be crazy for my dad as the pastor. Because here he is living on a missionary's income. So he's asked other people in the States to support him to go to other countries to do work and, and tell people about Jesus. And here he is. Um, for Kazakhstan, it was a little bit different than normal. We got there and a missions trip had team had, quote unquote, accidentally started a church. They basically basically had quite a few people who came to the Lord and were starting to meet together and then they had to leave. And so long story short, they kind of went to my dad and was like, hey, you want a church? <laughs> so we started with a group of people that pre-existed, but they still had no idea what normal church looked like. At most, they knew that they would come and sing songs and worship and listen to a message. So looking back, it's like my dad had to teach people what tithing was, and then teach people the practice of tithing. So for our purposes, we're going to go with the fact that you probably understand what tithing is. Um, the Bible teaches that we should give 10% of what we make back to God, and typically that goes through the church. I was looking at this, though, and realizing that as my dad had to teach this, at first, I remember most of my church life in Kazakhstan, when it came to doing tithe, it was passing around a basket. That's what we did. And at most, looking back now, I can see that dad had to teach people what that was, and it was new to them. But we did it the normal way. We passed a basket around during worship, and people would put their money in there, and then that money would go towards church expenses. Um, we got to a point where we had quite a bit of church staff. We were a pretty large church. 
Um, we surpassed the 100, I think we even surpassed the 500 people mark, but it became a pretty big church. And so, so tithing and being able to pay for our expenses, we eventually bought a building. All those things had to be paid for, right? So that's where that money came from for the most part. So I was thinking about this and I remembered that there was a moment in time when that, it changed a bit. I remember my dad was building relationships, networking with different missionaries, different missions agencies, missionaries from other places around the world. I don't exactly remember how, but I remember that dad got a new perspective on tithing. Um, we've always been taught that it is an act of worship, that that's part of what you're doing. You're worshiping God by not just singing to him, not just uh, talking about and listening about him, but you're also giving to him. And so dad had either connected with, but I remember, I, I don't remember how, but he had connected with someone or someplace and we started doing something a little bit different with tithing because it was an act of worship and we were trying to help encourage that. We would do this thing where dad would encourage people to come up to the front. So we'd have the, the ushers stand in front with the baskets and instead of passing them around, everybody would come down the aisles and put their money in the basket as an act of worship. And there were times when it was encouraged to be a fun, exciting thing where we people would, you know, raise their hands. We were a very charismatic church and going down the aisle and, and turning your money. And it wasn't like everybody focused on like one or two people. It was like in mass, people would all go like there was just a line of people just turning in their tithe and giving their tithe. And I mean, I know that I think my dad connected with that idea came from an Asian country or an Asian church that he had talked to. But I mean, it sounds familiar from things I've heard and seen from the African-American church as well. So I don't think that that's a brand new idea, but it's definitely different, right, than anything that we normally experience. And everybody, I'm sure, has tons of opinions on this, by the way. I didn't say this at the beginning, but tithing can be a quite controversial topic, especially here in the States. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. The last thing I wanted to also include as just a unique story around tithing that I got to experience growing up because you see, when you're in a country where you have people who are quite poor and who don't either have any money, make any money, and they still feel like they want to worship God with their finances or with what they have. It was interesting. It was right around the same time we started, and like I said, we were a pretty charismatic church, and we had a, a, I remember this wave of time when different things were happening. The people were getting healed, people were starting to speak in tongues, like it was just kind of a wave of the Holy Spirit working in our church. And at that time, we started to see something interesting. My dad would come home and he'd be like, you won't believe what happened. And he would tell us these stories about people who were putting things into the tithe that weren't money. So first it started with a, a specific miracle that was happening where, and this sounds funny, but it happened. I experienced, I got to watch and see people's teeth were getting healed. So in Russia, a lot of people have gold teeth and their teeth were getting healed and their gold teeth were falling out. I know it sounds ridiculous. It totally does, but it's true because people were, people were putting their gold teeth into tithe. They felt like it was an act of worship in response to the Lord healing them. And so they were putting their gold teeth into the tithe. That started kind of another wave of, of interesting things. People were putting jewelry into their tithe. Um, they didn't have money or weren't making income, but wanted to worship the Lord with what they had or what they had received. And so they were putting their jewelry in. 
uh, earrings, uh, rings, and crazy enough, we even had a couple people who, um, I don't know the whole story, and I'm sure there's quite an interesting story behind it, but there were wedding rings that were put in um, as just an act of worship. So there's like, and, and like we had to figure out like, what do you, what do you do with all of this? How do you, you can't exactly use this to pay somebody's salary in the church. So it was interesting things that happened that were kind of out of the box. And I wanted to use that to preface this conversation because I feel like the idea of tithe needs to be broken up into not just what we know as the American church. There's so many different perspectives and views on this from around the world and people treat this in different ways and I appreciate the idea of it being an act of worship and that resonates with me because I grew up around that and watched people really that impacted their lives to where giving their tithe wasn't just something they were supposed to do or something they did just because um, and especially not something they always did in private um, it was at times very public but it it at least growing up as a teenager, to me, it seemed pretty healthy. Um, I didn't hear a whole lot of negative stories about it. I'm sure there probably were. But needless to say, people have very different perspectives on that. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about what tithing is like now in my life. Because I've lived in the States now longer than I've lived anywhere else my whole life. Um, actually, specifically in Oregon, which is always quite fun to say. And it's been a learning curve of how... Americans treat their money differently. It's very private. It's very closed doors. Um, even with those who at times open the doors and talk about their finances, it has caused problems, caused uh, relational conflict, um, relational breaks, um, a lot of pain and anguish. And I've learned that quite a bit and gotten to see it. And so I respect the fact that in America, we're pretty private about our finances. But that then creates a, a dichotomy between that and worshiping God with our finances or um, doing that as an act of loving God in return. So I, I wanted to start with the fact that I want my kids to understand what tithing is. I want them to know what that means and to practice it together. And so as a family, one thing we do is we uh, do... An allowance and the kids get their allowance and then they also pay taxes to the family fund and they pay tithe and part of that is to try to teach them what these things are so that as they grow up that's already instilled in them and I, I love that my wife and I do that another thing that I've had to do is recognize that you're living by faith um, sometimes it's been hard to tithe so my wife and I have chosen to tithe before taxes I think it's on like the net of our income I believe that's the right term, but at times that's been difficult for us, and at times we didn't have a lot, and it was hard to do that. And I've had multiple conversations with different friends about the difficulties of tithing and trusting God, and the diff I've heard a lot of different decisions that have been made about that. Last and not least, I wanted to use the last few minutes that we have together to kind of, I wanted to be careful here, but I wanted to open the door of the fact that tithing for those in ministry is such a difficult topic because first and foremost, your salary as a person in ministry, if you're working full-time or even part-time, is based on tithe. That's what helps pay for people to be able to work in the church. So discussing with someone, encouraging someone to give their tithe or challenging someone on their opinions of tithe can be seen 
as either manipulative or unhealthy, or even for the person needing to or wanting to do that, um, they can feel like conflict because it, it directly relates to their life and their salary. I think that that's something important for us to keep in mind as people minister. We need to be sensitive to the fact that they are in a ten- place of tension when it comes to things like this. Um, I think it's important for us to think about tithing as an act of worship. Um, I had a discussion recently with someone about the difference between online giving and giving in person at church and how for them giving in person at church, it was an act. It was a physical act of being able to worship God with their finances and how it was difficult for them to comprehend that others could do the same while just clicking a button on their computer at home. And so I think it can apply still to both. I give online, but I thought that that was an interesting concept of looking at the act of worshiping with our tithe and doing it physically. So I just wanted to bring this up for you to think about. I think that there's a lot of people that um, in ministry struggle with this concept, um, just in the fact of talking about it and bringing it up. And I wanted us to remember that we need to be sensitive to that fact because our tithe directly affects those in ministry. And I think we need to not just be sensitive, but remember that so that we can make sure to care for those who are caring for us, even if it's in a very practical financial way. Hope you have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next week.